Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey guys, Tony here. Before we go into this week's episode, I'd just like to fill you in with the timeline of the episode. We recorded the episode last Wednesday before JXT boarded a plane this Monday for the States. As many of you now know, Josh was unfortunately detained at Customs in America when he landed and sent back to Australia for entering the country on an incorrect visa. Now, while this had caused Josh a lot of heartache over the last couple of days, he's safely back in Australia and ready to wrestle here again. We're disappointed for Josh, but we are happy that he's back here, safe and ready to work. We wish Josh all the best. He's a long-time supporter of the program, and we hopefully will be able to bring you the full story when he's ready to talk. Let's get into it. Our episode with JXT here on the Turnbuckle. JXT. And welcome to another episode of On the Turnbuckle here on mypodcasthouse.com or whatever you're listening to us on. Thank you for joining us. The music of JXT bringing us in, and that'll become pertinent in just a couple of minutes' time. Walshy, Lyle, g'day, boys. Very good day, Tony. It's probably pertinent by the picture that they probably clicked on to Correct. listen to the episode. Lyle, hello. How you going, mate? Doing well? Good. Uh, two minutes late, mate. We're meant to start at seven. Yeah, well, that's bullshit. Yeah. Um, Maybe my clock was wrong. Anyway, can I have the run sheet, please? Yeah, Tony. Give it to him, mate. I haven't got it. You didn't print it. You said you were going to print it. No. I I could screenshot you saying you were going to print no, it. No, oh, Look, I know that I wrote the run sheet and I emailed yeah. it to Lyle. Yeah, I've, I've got Why it. Why don't I have a run sheet in front of me? Well, Lyle and I have got it on our iPads. Yeah. Well, where's yours? I like pen and paper. <laughs> oh, Lord. I think we're looking after the environment, Tony. We are exactly right. By using our fossil fueled powered uh, (laughs) electronics. This is highly recyclable. (laughs) And as everyone knows, I don't read the run sheet anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, Valentine's Day, boys, between our last show and today, what did you do, Welshie? We had a nice little cheese board at home, a couple of cocktails, a bunch of flowers, you know, low key, nice night. I went out to Thornbury, took my wife to the truck. Uh, place, the food truck place there in Thornbury. Welcome to Thornbury. Yeah, and then we uh, went up to the Thornbury Cinema and watched that uh, film, Peanut Butter Falcon. Oh, the story about the Down uh, Syndrome seen, Boy that wants I've to seen that one. Um, yeah, fantastic. Good little movie. The first 10 minutes I was thought it was going to be awful. Yeah. Because um, the acting was average at best, but yeah. it won me over. No, nice that was story. a good, really good film. Jake the Snake's in it. He is, ex- at the end, exactly. And which he's an was arsehole. Because he was an arsehole too, you're right. Uh, Lyle, what did you do? Uh, not too much, actually. I got drunk by myself. Lyle doesn't believe in love, Tony. So, what, you didn't take your wife out? Didn't take no, someone, someone, someone else? No, you someone else took present. my wife out. You didn't out. take someone else's did wife out? Did you borrow out? a present? Uh, no, it was weird, actually. Everyone else's wife was busy for some reason. What did you uh, get her? What did you get her? You got her something, yeah? I got her married ten years ago. Is that... 
Let's oh, do so, it again. I can still... so you did nothing on Friday. Obviously, you did something with her on Saturday. Yeah, what did you do with her Saturday? I uh, went for a bike ride with the kids. Um, Saturday night. Obviously, Saturday sat- night was romantic. No, nah, Saturday night, I, she had a night to herself while I took the kids and my nephews to Showdown Wrestling. Lord. CJXT. You, you are... You didn't get her any flowers? Yes, you got her flowers. Why would you get her flowers? You got some in to, the garden. You don't even have to spend any money, mate. Just stop at the cemetery and grab some. Well, depending on the day. Valentine's Day didn't fall on a Thursday, so Jeez. I was a bit unlucky. Oh, God. You're the worst. You're you a worse me. husband you seriously than, than what Tony is. Which, which time? Every time. <laughs> Great show last week, boys. Uh, fantastic numbers Thank you. and great response to Steph Delander. Yeah, I think you're a little bit biased when you say great show, Tony, being one of the three that were here. No, it was a good show. Oh, okay, all right then, all right. No, it was really good. I had a lot of fun. Uh, good interview. Yeah, she was good. Really yeah, she's good. fantastic. Yeah, I um, really open and apparently had an amazing match on Saturday. Yeah, we'll get to that um, later. But yeah, apparently they tore the house down. Um, she is refreshing because she's honest but yeah. she speaks really well i remember being really impressed the first time we yeah. spoke to her but um yeah i'm glad she's doing well and rap that she got her photo with jake the snake on yes sunday. yes and the snake the and snake the snake was there exactly sunday night and he didn't do a running on the set though Bit he was in canberra it's not that far, not that sure. far. a couple of hours yeah, he was in canberra flight. on stage at the exact same time oh, okay. well friday night he was on the movie screen yeah, that, that's a, that's Thorbury. that's different though, Tony. He's a workhorse then, isn't he? Is. I don't. Good on him. <laughs> that's a great job. Uh, speaking of workhorses, a man that's going to be working very very hard over the next three months. It is uh, is JXT who has left our shores. This is um this is a really honest chat with JXT as well. Uh, I feel like we were talking to the man behind <clears throat> the J sticks. J stick. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so I hope you enjoy it. He's um, he's pretty open. He is. Let's. Uh, we caught up with JXT before he left Australia to head for the US. That was last week, of course. And this is what he had to say. All right, gives us great pleasure to say a very good day to a man who's joining us in the studio before he heads over to the United States of America. JXT here in the house. Hello, JXT. Guys, what's going on, listeners? What's up? No, we're, we're good, man. We are really good. Awesome. How come you've started talking like a um, 19-year-old since JXT got into the studio? What, in the house? G'day, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I go into American mode. I don't yeah, know what it is. It's radical to have him in here. It's because um, Tony might not have told you this. He was in Chicago last year. Oh, yeah. Okay. And what time were you in Chicago? Uh, it was for, what was it? Survivor Series. Survivor Series. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You did interviews and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember yeah. all this now. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. a little fellow and it was yeah. great. Yeah. And you stopped saying, how you going? You got to change it to how you're doing because they don't understand. Yeah, yeah, no, they where no am idea. I going or how, oh, is it, where am I going or how am I doing? What are you asking me? Yeah. Every time. It's like, how you going? It's, yeah. And the Melton, well, we're from Werribee originally and you're from Melton. West so side. we really uh, would get misconstrued speaking. Bogan it up. Speaking yeah. Bogan over there. <laughs> I speak form Bogan. You got to slow slow the sentence down. So yep. You can and you just change word. what you say. You just don't bother. Like with how you going, you just didn't yeah. bother. And yeah. Even cheers. I didn't realize. I don't realize that means thank you. Yeah. So I'll be like, cheers. They're like, what is cheers? I'm like, holy shit, they don't realise I'm saying thank you. <laughs> and cheers only became thank you here in the yeah. early 2000s. You know, like they give you, a, like someone buy a drink, and they're like, cheers. And it's like, they're probably thinking, motherfucker, I didn't say thank you. you know? like, no, I, 
what's, he, what's he celebrating all the time? Yeah, yeah. they're like, watch Cheers. Thank you. Well, the and Brits sort of just find the Brits and drink with them. The Brits are fine, yeah, but. Yeah. And do not tell them Melton's the home of the trots. Oh, yeah. They won't get that. The trots, no, I wouldn't have a trots. Well, the trots can mean something else here well, exactly. as well. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Are you excited? Pumped. It's, yeah, it's been 12 months since you've been over there. No, no, even. When did I get It was late September. October, wasn't it? You were there last. Oh, I, went, I went in December. I went to Alaska for a week for one yeah. show. But I got back June. Okay. For the last proper tour. So, Let, yeah. Let's talk about Alaska because that's the kind of experience that not many people get to do. Mm-hmm. Um, what was it like? Uh, it was amazing. Um, plus, especially like coming from, like you said, from Melton. Like, we, I remember KM said to me, he's like, uh, uh, does it rain a lot in Australia? I'm like, dude, I grew up in a drought. I'm like, mate, no. Um, and not just that too, like the WWE only tour Alaska once every five years. And that's why KM was like, dude, there's a whole like hotbed here we could tap into, which is why we ran the Sullivan Arena because they don't have anything there. Um, a fan came up and gave me 70 bucks. He said, I just want to thank you for coming. I'm like, no, take one piece of every piece of merch I have. Like, you're not giving me free money. But like they were just so thankful that we were there because it's something that they don't get to see. And as a wrestler, yeah, even w- the guys in WWE don't get to do it. Like you ask them all, how many guys in WWE have done it? Like they don't because once one once every five years and it's a shortened tour. And on top of that, I've ne- I've seen snow once before because I went to the mountains yeah. and it wasn't the same as this. You know, it's when we trek the glaciers, we got to go on tours and stuff, and yeah, it was fucking awesome. But you're absolutely right. It's a state of America, but yeah. you wouldn't know it because well, they have no NBL team. It's, they it's no nowhere M- near America. As no well. NBA team, <laughs> no NFL team, no baseball team, no, no nothing. They only have like local leagues. Yeah, yeah. Even Hawaii at least has major. Baseball, yeah. basketball and stuff come to Hawaii. Yeah. College part football, of college, isn't it? Yeah. No. Now you took Rig with you. Yeah, the big rig. What's he like to travel with? So he, um, he's he been overseas a lot because he's Serbian. So he's been to Serbia and Europe and stuff. But he, um, we get on the first flight and I'm like, oh, here we go. He's like, no, I'm scared. I don't like flying. I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Like, I've had people say that and they're not that bad. And I'm filming it trying to do like JXTV for the vlog. And as the plane's taking off, you know when the jets kick in and it sort of kicks you back? It does that and his face just lights up. He's like, mm! oh, no. and I'm like, nah, he's taking the piss. He's, like, he's just putting this on for the camera. And then I look at his hands and he's just like, like gripping his hands like relentlessly. He's like, mm! I'm like, holy shit, he's serious. This is amazing. And he, yeah, every flight he was freaking out. And then um, and we landed in LA and he'd also never been to America. So he was like, Dude, if you were here, I'd be freaking out. They talk differently. They don't even like walk. Like, they walk on different sides, and like, it's, yeah, I'd be freaking out. So at first, he was a bit on edge, but yeah, he calmed down a little bit. The culture shock. Yeah, but then like when it came to wrestling, once you meet all the wrestlers, he just feeling like one of the boys. Because once you talk wrestling, they know, they understand that he gets it. And yeah, it was awesome. Fit in like, yeah. It is an international language, isn't it? For wrestlers, hundred percent, it is. Yeah, big time. And like, see, like, like try and talk in carny wrestler as much as you can. I love doing it, and um. You just yeah, he fit in like house on fire. Awesome. I did I did speak to him briefly um, when he got back, and yeah, his face lit up when he spoke about the trip. Yeah, because before he, we went, I remember him saying like he wasn't sure, like he felt like he was sort of just drifting. He wasn't happy with one the matches that he was getting booked in, and two like a lot of the times he was just like, oh, I'm not enjoying it. And then we got there, and although he didn't wrestle on the show, I think just being around those guys and seeing how it worked with because that whole WrestlePro crew it was the whole team from New Jersey sort of brought over so he got to see how they worked and what they did and then um he was like yeah really opened his eyes up he's like yeah i know what i want to do and yeah it, i think it helped him a lot which it did for you when you were over there last that sort of gave you some clarity yeah big time you realize that some of the things we stress about so much over here don't matter at all um and you get a good grip of because 
it happens to all of us. Wrestling's ego driven. It can go to your head. And then he said, even Big Rick said this too. He goes, you get there. And he goes, I've been wrestling for eight years now, eight, nine years. And you get there and you're a nobody again. I said, how do you think I felt? Yeah. I had to go to shows and hustle and do ring crew just to get told, sorry, we don't have a spot. And then you're watching guys that are in their third match getting spots and you're not just because they don't know you yet. You got to start from the bottom again, even though you've been wrestling for so long, it doesn't matter. So it really put things in perspective. Hmm. In the wrestling bubble over here compared to there, do we take ourselves too seriously? In some aspects, yes. In other aspects, no. So like, I remember a wrestler complaining about a show not having lighting. It's awesome that majority of our shows have great lighting. Like, it's a privilege. MCW um, had no lighting at their last show. That was far the best much, part yeah. of 10 minutes. <laughs> well, but not just that. Like, in the States, so many independents, like big name independents, they don't have professional lighting at all. They just have a curtain in front of the door and then they just have a ring. Some of them don't even have guardrails. It was over here. I had, like, I remember wrestlers like making a big deal like in like years ago about doesn't even have guardrails or we don't even have proper lighting. Like, what is this bush league? But over there, it's so much like, and they don't care. Mm-hmm. Like, they, it's irrelevant to them. It's about the quality in the ring and the way people are treated and stuff a bit more. But yeah, just little different things would. Yeah, it's true because I've seen video where you've got guys who are in the big leagues mm-hmm. not that long ago wrestling in a high school gym in front of seventy people. Um, with really just the house lights. Yeah. And sometimes some of the best matches, like you go back and watch like Sam Punk versus Chris Hero in IWA Mid-South. It's the ring looks dirty. They're in a shed and they're in front of 40 people, but it's some of the best wrestling because it was online. And people weren't saying this is a shit lighting or it's a shit shed up or that, any of that. They were just like, this is great wrestling. So they, yeah, they were more appreciative of that and less on the little things like that. And you won't, I, I won't get promoters hassling me for like, they never, like, I always offer, I say, hey, what's your email? I'll send you my promo pictures already cut out, ready to put on. And that, where's KM, who I live with, who is the promoter for WrestlePro, he will book someone. He won't annoy the talent with, send me your photos, send me your music. He'll go and source that himself. He'll go on Google, Google them, find a picture himself to get done. Like, and I'm like, what, what if it's high resonant? He goes, it doesn't matter. He goes, I just get the best picture I can find of it and I put it up. I'm like, over here, be like, nah, we got to get this good high-resolution professional photo shot. So is he just book Scarlet Bordeaux, Google Scarlet. Yeah, I'll get them printed. Sweet, there's 8x10s. And I was just like, fuck, over here, we'd be like, oh, how unprofessional. That wrestler didn't send us their stuff. But to them, he's like, no, I don't want to bother the talent. I, as a promoter, will do all that for them. And then I was saying about like, promoters would be like, everyone has to share the show. If you don't, sh- if you know, um, you, you, you got to share the show this many times or promote the show. And Cam's like, no, I'm the promoter. That's my job to share and promote the show. It's the wrestler's job to wrestle. Like if they promote the show, cool, that's great. It helps us. And really in the long run, it helps them because then they look like they're more active and doing more. He goes, but if I book a name talent on my show and they don't tweet about it, I don't care. That's not their job. That's my job. But that said, you you do always share the shows that you're on. Well, you're, yeah, you're good at that. You need to have content. So if someone is a fan or a supporter of mine, they want to see what I'm doing. One, in case they want to go to it. Like there's all these reasons, but yeah. like end of the day, if I don't, that's the only that's on me that my name's not going to get out there as much. Whereas instead of here of like say a promoter saying why didn't you do that over there, he's like that's not the that's not the wrestler's job to promote. Mm. It's the promoter's job to promote. You know, obviously if you're a smart wrestler, you'll promote as well because the more people that are excited to see you, the more money you're worth and the bigger your name gets. But yeah, it's funny because we even notice it with um we're sometimes surprised at some of the wrestlers that go above and beyond promoting their their appearances on our podcast and mm-hmm. um we had marcus cool on uh recently and and he he was um he was big he shared that show four or five times over his platforms yeah. and mm-hmm. as a result the downloads for the first 24 hours were astronomical because everyone that supports him knows about it mm. 
and also too, like especially like week of a show, sometimes you get promoted. They'll they could text you. They'll post in the private Facebook group like five times. Make sure everyone shares the show. Make sure everyone shares the show. Whereas over there, that didn't happen once. If you don't share the show, cool, but the promoters see who does and don't. So if KM's like, oh, this guy always puts in, he's always promoting the shows, he does a good job himself, let's give him a chance. And but if, if you don't, the onus is on you. They don't give a shit. He doesn't get, if he has a rookie that doesn't come to training, doesn't promote the show, and doesn't put in the hard yards, he doesn't care. It's like, that's on them. They're not going to get anywhere. But if they do all the right things, they will. But it's not, you know, it's, yeah. But what do you want social media for? As a wrestler, if you're not going to share the shows that you're on, well, why, why yeah. wouldn't you do it? I, I cannot understand why anyone would have that mentality. Yeah, same here. I don't get it. I don't get it. Either. You want your fans coming to the shows you're at to buy your merchandise? If and they don't know you're on it, how they're going to get to the yeah. shows? Unless they're embarrassed of what the work they've done and they don't want yeah. anyone to see it. Don't that worry, I've, done, I've done moves and stuff. I'm, like, I'm not putting that clip on. The way, <laughs> right? Or I look too fat in that photo. That's not going up. But yeah, exactly. Like, what's the point in even having the social media? And that's why I try and post so regularly. You want content because. People follow you for a reason, you know, yeah. they're interested. And it's the same as I follow people that I'm a fan of. I want to know what they're doing. I want to see cool stuff, you know? Yeah, and it's true. It does, um, you see the guys you like working a show, you're more likely to buy that show or check mm-hmm. that show out online when it does become available. And that's, I think, too, like if you're a wrestler, like on his way up and promoter puts you on a poster, like I know that first time you're on a poster, like, oh, that's really cool. I was on the poster. Mm. So it's even more reason to be like, hey, look, here I am, you know, like put yourself out there. Because if no one knows about you, then you don't exist, do you? Now, the last time you went to the States, so the last time you went to Alaska, yes, was there a, a former WWE Hall of Famer on there, if I remember correctly? Was there oh, a yeah. big name? It was Brett the Hitman. Bret Hart, that was too, yeah. We had Road right. Warrior Animal. Yeah. Tyson Kidd was at the show. Amazing. Um, I'm trying to think if I missed anyone. What's it like to share a dressing room with those guys? Awesome. Especially because, like, Tyson Kidd and KM were good mates, so he was there with, with us for a couple of days. We had to pick his brain and stuff. And then, like on the show, he watched the matches and give us feedback as well. And he's um, he's working, you know, with the WWE very high up. So um, it was cool to have someone who's in the know that knows what they're talking about, who's done great things, and is currently in a position of power where they pick and he's he's one of the guys choosing what this is good on our show, this is not. Being able to say, hey, this is what you did good, this is what you didn't. So that was awesome. And yeah, having guys like Bret Hart and Warriors, like it's cool. Like you get used to it over there, as bad as that sounds, mm. because. And that's the third show I'd work, worked with Road Warrior Animal on the show. You know, I'd seen Bret Hart four times when I was over there. So you sort of, this, I tell the guys there, you're so lucky to have these talents, these minds watch your stuff and give you feedback because we don't get that here. So whenever they I could, like Tyson was going to watch it, ask. Because yeah. we're starved of that here. Yeah. You know? Yeah, because it's um, here, we just get, um, we used to get washed up old guys. Yeah, uh, we now, used to. Now we tend to get uh, more of your up-and-coming guys, so mm-hmm. they're still worried about their own performance a lot rather yeah. than... Yeah, you're not going to get someone who's part of the office of WWE no. at your show. You no. know what I mean? I mean, I think maybe one show last year there were, at all there was a guy out here to see, and yeah. that was and where is it? Coliseum. At WrestlePro, you've got um, Pat Buck, who's one of, the, one of the head producers of Raw now. He's the head trainer. And he helps. He's, he was the co-promoter with KM. Like mm. you've got, the, he's the guy in charge that's directly training you. Whereas over here, you don't have, you know, those minds as much. So yeah, just use as much as you can of it, and just be a sponge and suck up as much you know, information as you can. So last year, when you went over around the same time, um, I know that you were doing some mad hustling, just basically yeah. turning up, doing ring crew, introducing yourself, mm-hmm. uh, eating shit, basically, not telling anyone how long you've been in the business or anything, just yep. going there. Hey, my crew. name's Josh. I'm a wrestler from Australia. I'm here to help. If there's a spot on the show, it'd be great. But if not, I just want to help and whatever you need. So how much has that hustle helped you out this time around, do you think? Well, the last time I went, 
I had two shows booked and they were still maybes. I wasn't even guaranteed to be on them. All I'd had guaranteed that I was going to be allowed to train at WrestlePro. Whereas yeah. this time I go, I'm booked on every WrestlePro show, which includes another trip to Alaska. And I've got like, I think 15 shows already. I'm not even there yet. So wow, like, that's fantastic. You're yeah. kind of a surrogate WrestlePro guy now, aren't you? Yeah, essentially, yeah. And even though the thing, like, KM made a point of it. He goes, I've got a guy, for, he got a, like, having Hawaiians, Alaskan, and Australian, like, on our show, he goes, it creates diversity, which is something they want too. But, um, yeah, just going from, going with nothing planned to going over there and you've already got all these things lined up. It's like, oh, it's... You cannot not wrestle on your laurels because I still want to hustle. I want to wrestle every day as much as I can. But yeah, it feels so much better just going, knowing one, you've got a safe place to stay and two, you're going to be in and amongst the proper scene as mm. good as it can be. And the great thing about it is being in the States, being from Melton doesn't matter. No one cares. If <laughs> <laughs> anything, they like it. You're from Australia? Melton's not rough over there. <laughs> no. no. Well, I thought it was and I got there and then I was like, oh, maybe Melton's not that rough. No, exactly. Yeah. What does KM mean to you? Oh, he's the man. He saved. My, I always say he saved my life. He's like, shut up. He did, but because um, but that's I, not that's both literally and metaphorically. Yeah, because I, I was living in a house in the one of the. I was in the bottom eighth, bottom eight percent of net rough neighborhoods of America. <laughs> one in twenty three chance of getting shot or stabbed every day. Jeez. And it's um, like duck duck goose on with you yeah, each day, yeah. pretty much. And um, he's like, get out of here, man. You live on my couch. Do you find somewhere else? And then after two weeks, he's like, I don't care. Just stay with me. And um, not just that too. I like even said he goes, if we didn't get along, you probably couldn't have stayed. He goes, but we get it. Like we go to the gym together. He comes. He'll be like, what are you on today? I'm like, I had a show. Yeah. He's like, how are you getting there? I was like, oh, so and so's picking up. He's like, don't worry about it. I'll take you. I'll come. He just wants to come hang out, you know. Or if we got, we'll go to training together, and then we'll fight. everything, man. He's literally like a brother. He's awesome. Took me in, and he's a fucking man. Yeah. So he sort of sort of saved your life from living in a shit spot. That, but, but then, like, even in a wrestling sense. Yeah, and like not just that, like. If it wasn't for him, like opportunities wouldn't have happened. Like because I was with him, he'd be like, "Oh, we've got this semin- we've got this convention with these people, so you go and hang out with them." Or, you know, I'll be hanging out with just other wrestlers, or even just hear him talk on the phone, like booking people or other wrestlers, like ringing him, like, "What do you think I should do with this?" And him like just listen to him talk and explain it. And I explained this to Phil when we went, and you know, I said, "Big rig, like, when you're around Cam, just listen." And he, he goes, "Yeah," and he goes, "Even just little things like how he booked the ring skirts and stuff." Or how we organise to get different rings. He's like, just, you just learn from being around, you know, people that are involved in the business like that. So yeah, he's awesome. And the um, while you're in Alaska, you had a little makeshift match in the snow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how was yeah. that? Yeah, it was cool. So we 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 were meant to go to the Northern Lights tour, and the day of, they're like, look, it's really cloudy. We're gonna have to drive for six hours, and there's less than forty percent chance we'll probably see him. So they're like, instead, we can put you on a glacier trek tomorrow morning. So we're like, all right, sweet, we'll, we'll do that. So as a group, there was two other Australians that were just like, I don't know, on a holiday. And then like 15 of us wrestlers. So we're all trekking. That would have been bizarre for those two Australians. Yeah, yeah. but they were cool too because they had another Aussie to talk with. So yeah. they could sort of relate. Big wrestling fans too. Um, nah, not at all. <laughs> Did they care you were from Melton? Nah, nah, but they, they were from, where were they from? I think they were from. Frankston. Out, nah, they were from out west as well. Oh, Tony, Tony's from Werribee and he's shitting on Melbourne yeah, too far, far too well, no, much I was born in, I was raised in Doncaster so I'm oh. a bloody fucking star <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but now we're going through and it's funny because although everything's so much wrestling when you do something like that you can take, you get to take a break from wrestling yeah. for a bit so we're not, we're not talking about it or nothing and then we took a group photo in front of like the best part of the glacier and then the tour guides were like oh yeah the wrestlers do something wrestling and KM's like 
he's turned 37 yesterday, but he's like a big kid. Like I thought I can be like immature and loud. He, you know, eats me up with how loud he is. And he's like, yo, let's do a move in the snow. And everyone's like, oh, who are you? Says, Josh. And he just picks me up. He's like, oh, suplex. And he did the big suplex in the snow. And he's like, oh, we should have done a whole match and piece it together at each spot. Oh. We that. <laughs> I was like, that's no, cool. that's enough. We did it there. But no, yeah, that was cool. First ever wrestlers to have a match in a glacier, I think. <laughs> Yeah. So you're heading there for three months? Three months, yep. Exactly. As, as a tourist, that's about all you can do? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Is um, there an opportunity for you to take it further again? Uh, what, yeah, what 100% needs there is. What needs to happen for that, for you I to spend to, 12 months or two years? I need or? anyone to say, hey, we want to sign you full-time and here's a visa. <laughs> okay. But um, until, yeah, you need... You need a major company to get behind you. So independent, working for an independent company couldn't do that for you? Um, well, it's not exclu- exclusively... But like, say, Ring of Honor, AEW, Impact, all yeah, those yeah. guys can still work independence. So they sign you to a deal and they bring you over. But when you're not working for them, you're allowed to work wherever you want. Yeah, okay. So I could work for Impact tomorrow and be like, oh, these are all our dates. Cool. Outside of them, I can work wherever I want. So I could still go and wrestle independently and be a part of Impact yeah. or Ring of Honor or AEW or whatever. Yeah. So that's, yeah. Got to land a deal, brother. <laughs> I think I asked the question of the iconics when they were over here about Australia's being the flavor, Australians being the flavour of the month over in America, and I think their answer summed it up pretty well. They said, "We're not the flavour of the month anymore. We are the flavour. Yeah. Uh, people just want Australians as much as they can because they know we've got great work ethic. They know all mm-hmm. that sort of stuff." You're finding that a lot easier for you when you head over there. Yeah, I find that like when I went in 2016 for four weeks, the first time I went, no one knew of any Australians. I think. Neil or Emma was in WWE at the time. Mm. Maybe Buddy Murphy had been signed, but I don't think he'd be on TV yet. So, like, no one knew of, like, wrestling in Australia. Whereas now, you go, and then, yeah, they're like, oh, I know of these people, because there's so many wrestlers that are either in WWE, yeah. in New Japan, Ring of Honor, you know, they're branched out and wrestled. They know of Australians, and they know that it's good there. And I think, like the iconic said, it's not that the flavor thing happened, because we were so... We had such a high quality of wrestling for such a long time and guys going out, training overseas, coming back. But we, all we could do was wrestle here, so we all sort of grew and got better all together. And now now that's why you see NXT's got a ton of Australian talent. And, you know, Ring of Honor's just signed. I think I counted. There's 15 or 16... Active Aussies? ...wrestlers who yeah. are on deals with major companies overseas. Well, there you go. Because even, like, New Japan pick guys up, you know, Ring of Honor pick guys I, up, WWE yeah. pick guys up. I didn't up, even like, count a couple of the part-timers. But, well, there, yeah. yeah, exactly. And then, you know... So, um, so Slex just had his debut, yeah. And I watched that today, actually. Yeah, yeah that was really good. Fair. I saw his yeah. entrance, I haven't seen the match yet. And uh, Brooksy obviously just been signed yeah. as well, so I that's think, fantastic. I think, um, I think they've got big plans for Slex by the looks of well, things. Well, yeah, he's been in feature yeah. matches straight up, they've thrown yeah. him straight into a commentator's put him but over. That's big. the thing, like I was they? saying, yep, because we have we had such a high like quality of wrestling, like people ask what's the wrestling, like I say, there's not as much of it as here, I say, but the top, the top's good. You know, and like you said, that half the all those guys in NXT, all the independents I was working when I was, you know, twenty three, twenty four was with a lot of those guys. And now everyone getting signed up, like, you know, Slex, Brooksy, Robbie Eagles. I've worked all those guys in the last three years, like, you know, a fair few times. So it's like I got better from working them guys. Hmm. So then when, you know, the time comes, you've got Slex who's at a who's at a prime age, whose body's ready, he's got a look, he's got a character, and he can wrestle. He's a ready made package, ready to go. Like Sliding straight in, where it's like, and that's it because we're untapped. Almost like England were a few years ago. It's like there's all this talent that's ready to go, and they haven't been touched yet. 
The thing about Slex is he's always been good enough wrestler, but yeah. I feel like the full package where it's at right now with the character work that's at at a level that he probably hadn't had previously, it's the perfect time for him. Yeah, because even before he did like the business stuff as a wrestler, he was still ready to yeah, go. He, yeah. had, he always had a good look. He'd been ready to wrestle for years, but it was like, yeah, now once he got that character, and it's almost those few years towards the end of his Australian run would have sucked because it would be like, I don't know what I'm doing, I'm going to keep going. And you're only wrestling, you know, in a whole year, probably 30 matches. Well, he was probably wrestling or less because he was really only working MCW and World Series wrestling. So he's probably mm-hmm. wrestling once, twice a month. Yeah. And, and we spoke to him about that last year and the fact that he was... He said he had like something in the world. Yeah. Yeah. But, no, but he did say he, he, he still hoped that there would be an opportunity for him, but the older yeah. he got and a couple of kids now and all that sort of stuff, he felt that maybe his time may have passed but this is yeah. great proof that you just keep working hard and you'll get yeah. noticed that's it I'm, yeah and even like guys like Sexton I remember him saying once he's like yeah my time's passed and he said that I think like four years ago to me he's like, he'd, I'll, almost, he'd almost stopped wrestling he said he goes, like, I'll never get signed my time's passed and now look at him <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean you just yeah he's just a super creative guy Sexton I think as well which I'm, I'm, I'm not yeah. sure if it'll get wasted because he's so good oh, with his with that smug series that he's doing which um which is, that, is that which Carlo Cannon assures me is pretty much just Sexton being himself <laughs> yeah he's yeah, he's not wrong <laughs> he still has me blocked that's why I tweeted it was like someone screenshot this and send it to him but I want to talk to you about this perception out there of you and Please. there seems to be a you seem to be a little bit uh non persona grata what's the word I'm looking for Controversial on well, the outs, no, on the outs, unbookable nearly by some companies who just yeah. don't want to touch you. What is the story there? It's it's freaked me out in the last twelve months because I know how good a bloke you are, Thank you. and I know what you can do in the ring. And to see you not get the opportunity with some of the big companies around Australia, what's happened? Uh, it's co- it's a combination of a lot of different things, and obviously each company is sort of different. But at the end of the day, is I don't talk shit, and if someone has a problem with me. Or if there's something I'm unhappy about, on the flip side, I'll speak out. I'm not the model employee. It might surprise you. But um, I'm not a bad employee, as in like I'll work against things, but I push hard. And I've had conversations with some companies where I'm like, if this is as far as you're going to allow me to go, then I don't want to be here, then we can just stop. And they were like, okay, well, we agree, because this is is the level we think you're at. And I was like, well, I want the opportunity to go further than that. And they were like, no. This is where we think you're at. I'm like, cool, well, let's just take a break then. And it's also, too, it's hard to, when someone like me is sort of going, trying to go overseas quite regularly, you can't really book them in storylines necessarily. But um, I've often said, which has caused me a few problems, I've said, I'm not here to make friends. Scott Hawley says, it's not wrestling yeah. friendness, it's wrestling business. I mean, do good business, let's make money. Let's do good things that the fans will remember and entertain. Sure, I'll make friends along the way. Like I said, Cam's like a brother to me. You know, like I have friends in wrestling, I've made friends, but. If I upset someone, I don't care. So I'm not afraid to say if I don't like something or if someone... But I won't... In the, on the flip side, too, I won't sell someone, hey, you suck. It's like, if you ask for my opinion, I'll give it to you. On the flip side, if you give me a, your opinion and I disagree with it, I'll tell you. And I've had guys say, well, I don't think that's right, whatever. I'm like, that's, but I could, if I was a yes man, it'd be a lot easier. But um, a lot of it, yeah, is one, I don't wrestle for free or for very cheap. Well, that, well I was going <laughs> to ask you about that. And, and that seems to be the the conversation that we hear from people is that you priced yourself out of the Australian market. Yeah, some people say that. There, were, there was a time where I was very, it's not going to be worth it to get injured. I need to, I'd rather wrestle for a bit more. But then in the States, I don't charge that much at all because I just want to wrestle. Whereas out here, I'd sort of, it's like, oh, I'd been wrestling all these shows for nine years and the money hadn't changed. 
and it was like, oh, not just that, I was unhappy being in some of these places. So I was like, if it's not worth the money, it's not worth the sanity of my mental health. Why do it? Why am I going to put myself through it? I'd rather just stay at home and keep training and stay uninjured. And, you know, yeah. But if companies like, the problem is here's another uh, comparison. Mm. Over here, let's say, let's use fake numbers. If a promotion says, hey, what's your fee? And I say $5,000, they'll just not reply. Or say, uh, or I'd had promoters turn around and say, and try and give me a lecture of who do I think I am. Instead of saying in the states, I say, hey, my fee is five thousand dollars. They'll say, okay, well, we can only offer you three. And I'll say, and most times I say, oh, okay, cool, because I'd rather the booking. But you need to negotiate, and a lot of times here it would be, oh well, we pay everyone this. I'm like, so I'm worth your lowest guy's number, or like, what's the deal here? If you've got a guy that's two years in. Versus a guy that's eight years in, and not, it's not about time, but about quality. And like you said before, about we we're talking about earlier, like social media matters, not to a yeah. point where it's hundreds of dollars matters, but someone with ten thousand followers versus someone who doesn't have a social media, there's got to be a bit of oh well, I can see some value. And then there's also got to be, like I said, someone that has two two weeks of experience versus someone versus nine. And what's the value to the show? What do they look like? What do they bring? And it was like negotiate with me, talk with me. Say, even if there's things I'm doing that don't make you happy or you don't like, talk. But there's none of that. Often over here, it's very, uh, we didn't like that he did this, 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 and this. And I had to go to promoters or bookers and say, what have I done that's upset you? And like, well, you didn't say anything that warranted us saying anything, but there was this, 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 and this. And then they'd go into them. Like, and then we'd talk about them. Then after that conversation, everything's all good. But you would have to go to them almost to the point where it's too late and be mm. like, what are the problems? And for some reason here, we don't address them as much. Whereas I've seen it overseas. Can be like, dude, look what this guy just fucking posted. I'm pissed off about it. And then he would talk to the guy and be like, look what he said. He's like, look, we talked, we hashed it out. And they would, whereas over here that doesn't happen. There's no negotiating. There's no, hey, what's the deal? Instead, they'll just sit back and then say stuff or just be like, oh, and they just don't want to deal with it. Whereas you could instead of just to confront things and then make better products for the fans. Would you have done anything different in the last 12 months, knowing what you know now about where the Australian scene has sort of pitched you, I suppose? Um, not necessarily. If anything, I would have left some places sooner because if I knew I was going to get treated the way I was treated by a, lot of, by a few places, I would have left earlier because if I do have a modicum of success, I don't want them to be able to say that's our guy because if anything, sometimes I feel they were detrimental due to like I felt like I lost not years but like I lost time due to worrying about certain mm. things or being pigeonholed because of they were pissed off about something but never spoke to me about it for like two years or they did certain things that were underhand and so I was like if I had my time again I'd leave places sooner but um yeah and you are a sensitive guy you do overthink things sometimes I think that'd be a fair yeah, thing to say sure. like you like the rest of us yeah. live inside your own head sometimes yeah is wrestling the best industry for that <laughs> um, well you gotta understand we're all Often at school, like at schools, you got that one weird wrestling kid, right? That kid that turns to wrestling with all these problems coming yeah. to wrestling. So you get all them people and put them in one room. That's what the wrestling scene is. So um, we've all got our own issues. And I think one of the things too is that we feel like, I think people see the character people portray either on shows or sometimes online. Like I always say perceptions rally. A lot of the stuff I put online is way over-dramatized. I don't drink anywhere near as much as it seems. Uh, look, we, you know what I mean? Even, even our social media is character-based. Like yeah. Tony and I tweeting character. Yeah, and it's not hey. even... 
<laughs> we haven't told Tony that. He thought Jeez. you guys were mates. <laughs> but um, we're better some... mates than I imply. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but sometimes too, it's like, yeah, I think that, and I've been guilty of it when judging others too. They fall into the trap of this is what they think about. Or I think we were speaking like merch earlier. Like I'm always pushing to try and like push merchandise and have an, and have social media presence and a look. And they're like, this guy's so full of himself. Where if you just came and spoke to me about something, you would realise that. I don't think how you thought, and vice versa. I should have went to guys earlier. Trying to like it back, yeah. But like with even with anything too, that's just an example. But like, oh, I'm upset about something someone else has done, or I feel this way about something mm. someone else has done to me, and instead I haven't approached them about it. I've just sort of left it, or I've thought they think like this, so I'm not going to bother with that. And then everything just it becomes like a cold war, and nothing happens. Yeah, yeah. I feel like, I feel like we know you pretty well. We've got a pretty good relationship yeah, with you. I um, feel like, and. Yeah, I know that you were saying that people were saying that you priced yourself out of the market and things like that. Tony mentioned it. But I know that if a promoter came to you with an idea that was really interesting to you mm-hmm. and a program that creatively was attractive, there's always room to move and you do that for yeah. that creative freedom and that ability to tell a really good story. Well, it's funny you say that because, one, yeah, I, I want to do good business. I want to do something that people are going to remember. This can be memorable. It's going to put more eyes on me and on the product as a whole. That's the whole nature of this business, put us as in seats, right? Yeah. But it's I found it funny you guys say about pricing out of the market because the only company that actually said to me that they think I'm asking too much, I'm now still working for. So whoever said this hasn't said to me they think I'm asking too much or have just, which has happened a lot, they assume that I'm going to ask for a huge number or they've heard of someone who's either made it up or doesn't know. Someone what. was complaining, obviously, and then everyone's just run with the story. Yeah. yeah, and then no one's actually come to me and said, hey, what's your fee? And then and then flip side, if I've said it, hasn't said, oh, well, how about, we can only offer this. Because every booking in the States is, that's happened with, hey, what's your fee, this. Or even sometimes they come to have one yesterday, that, hey, we have this show, blah, 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 we'd like to have you on. I said, what date, I'm available. They go, cool, we can only offer you this. I said, no worries. You know, it didn't even get to that point. So, but it would have been nice if when they say we can only offer you this and it's more than what you were going to ask for. Like, well, yeah, that, that happened too sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> it did happen. Or like you do the show and they were that impressed they gave you an extra 30 bucks, you know, something There like is that. nothing worse when someone says how much do you charge and it's happened to me plenty of times with MC work and I'll say, oh, you know, this is the figure and they go, yep, no problems, thank you. you go, and you realise, yeah, you realise. another two grand. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing, like the only company within Australia that said, hey, we think that's too much, we're not paying you that. I'm still now working for. So whoever's thinking this hasn't spoken to me, okay. which upsets me even more because I'd rather them come and ask. Yeah. I would negotiate. But instead, it's just like, nah, wash your hands of it. Don't bother. Fuck him. You mentioned merch earlier. And um, I know this is something that I was speaking about a couple of weeks ago when mm-hmm. this goes there. Um, is I think that wrestlers should be charging five bucks for a photo. Because um, t- firstly, it takes away from your 8 by 10 sales. Yes. Because why would I why buy an 8x10 if I can get a photo with yeah. me in it for free? Yeah, yep. big time. Um, and then if, on the flip side, I think if wrestlers were uncomfortable with charging the $5, being Australian, we sometimes look too lowly on ourselves. Culturally. Um, yeah. You could always say, I'm charging 5 bucks and it's going to this charity. That's my mm-hmm. thoughts. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Well, in the States, uh, charge, we, it's called a photo op and you charge for a photo op. That's just the way it is. Um, and I charge five bucks for a photo because they've paid, they're paying for a service, you know, and it's on a show. If they see me in the airport or something, you're not going to charge them, but they come to the show and you're there in your gear and that you've paid hundreds of dollars for, not to mention like for me personally, I've paid thousands of dollars to fly there and be there. But like, 
and your mm. wrestling fees, like people have a misconception about how much indie wrestlers get paid. Yeah, which I it's tweeted not, about. It's once. not high. Yeah. No, people are saying like oh, thousands, and I was like thousands. I've never been paid thousands to wrestle <laughs> once. You know, you'd be lucky to get hundreds. You know. And that's even the thing. our best guys. Yeah, even our guys who were signed, they don't get yeah thousands. Exactly, even guys that are now on TV when I was in the states and weren't, they weren't getting the number that people expected. But over in the states, the beauty is you can wrestle often. So if you wrestle three times a week and you get paid nicer three times a week and you make X amount of merch, you can live on that. We're over here, we're wrestling once a week. You know, when you put into it the food for that day, the tan, the bottle of tan for that show, you know, um, or just, and just the boys like to go out for a drink after traveling the show. to that show. <laughs> even if you don't, even if you just eat out, like you go to Macca's after the show, there's already more than probably what you're going to get paid. Hey, I'm like tan. With, with you got a tan. You can't. Um, I thought that was natural. You though. can't really it's tan. Fine. No, that's 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 unhealthy, Tony. <laughs> well, not in the states. It's not. <laughs> Straight into that tanning bed. There you end you up go. with leather skin like the yeah, whole like, stuff. Well, don't yeah. you guys tan? I'm like, yeah, not like that, brother. That's illegal. <laughs> that's skin cancer. Every time we get that from the skin sun. Colors, skin cancer is our biggest killer. I ain't getting in that bed. Yeah, fair enough. Too. But um, but yeah, and that's the thing. It's like we we do so much of this. And I'll, yes, and they say, but don't you love it? Yes, it's the reason we put our whole lives into this, like sacrifice everything. I'm broke, I'm in thousands of dollars of debt and I live at home in my mum and dad's house at 26 because I want to commit everything I can to wrestling. So yes, I love this, but I'm, I need to eat and I need to be able to buy stuff. And it's like, yeah, it's like you're on a show, but they're like, oh, come on, just take a photo. It's like, well, it's just five bucks, you know? If everyone paid five bucks, you're doing all right. And that's the thing yeah. in the States is... You can almost get by. So here's the thing. Big companies, WWE, Japan, New Japan Wrestling, all that, pay charge for meet and greet before the show. Half-time wrestlers in the foyer selling their merch is a meet and greet. Exactly. Yeah. So then why shouldn't we charge something? Or the company should just have a meet and greet before the show and distribute the money that they make from the meet and greet between the wrestlers that are there. Yeah, I think um, five bucks for a photo is not too much to ask. And look, no. the wrestlers are still gonna wave it occasionally when there's you know I always say if when someone, there's a if kid someone buys 20 bucks worth of merch I'm not gonna charge them the extra five but you know when there's a family who are struggling for money and things like that yeah you're gonna give them you know you're not gonna charge mum and dad whose one monthly outing is a trip to see they're already paying like you know. Warzone Wrestling I know Pitbull there's a couple of families where he just lets them in for yeah, free yeah, that's their like week that. out um, and the wrestlers are good like that as well but I think for the rest of us who good looking fan you free there wouldn't you I think uh, free with an Instagram follow. <laughs> yeah, I think that the rest of us, though, um, if you, if you want a photo, five bucks isn't too much to ask. No, you're right. Yeah. But that's the thing. Like over in the states, when you're on shows with all these big names, and you're well, if they're charging twenty bucks a photo, you can charge five, and then they understand that makes more sense. Whereas over here, when we're all local names, not on TV, it's like, oh, well, why do I want a photo? It's like they don't. Yeah, it doesn't. And it's general. It's I think I was saying before. It's um. What's the word? Oh, I just said it before. It's cultural as well. Yeah. Mm. It's like, I can't make Well, they've got a tipping culture as well. Yeah. Which, um, then, then the, I, I don't know. They, they have this... They understand you're there to enter... Like, you're putting on a show, so they have no problem paying it. Whereas over here, it's like, can't make Just take a photo. It's like, oh, it's on my phone. And it's like, yeah, but now I'm making no money. Thanks. I'm well aware that there's... Um, people hundreds of people at home like cursing my name for <laughs> <laughs> for suggesting they pay $5. But then but- on the flip side too, there'll be fans that are great fans and diehards will come to every show and they'll get a photo every show and how often do you get the, well, they see the merch every time so they don't necessarily buy it but they get a photo at every show and it's like man come on especially with the girls 
Yeah, oh, there. But that's the thing. The girls sell so much merch and, you know, and if even if, you know, it's whatever reason, if you pay for it, you know, they're getting the photo. So, you know. You're going to go to the solo? You've asked two questions for the whole... I've been enjoying okay? the conversation. I just need to know, Saturday night, obviously, you're at Showdown. Yes, I so am. My kids... well, hang on, this will be last Saturday when this goes to air. Oh, yeah, so do you want to do, do, you oh, want to do yeah, your AEW yeah. preview of what happened last week? <laughs> so, uh, obviously... My two kids were there, and so my, you have to pay ten bucks for them to get there. Yeah, and my and my my nephews, like last time. And thanks for bringing all your spare figurines again. They cleaned you out. Yeah, I've got none Is left. Three. Sh- yeah, they were very disappointed you didn't have any yeah. last Saturday. Um, but they were happy with the the five dollar photo. So and they want to talk about selling them back to you. Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, no, I've got too many figures That was half the problem uh, My bed was full of boxes of figures And I was like man I've got to do something with this And again I had no money I needed to buy new gear And all this stuff Before I went overseas I was like Perfect. Got to find a way to make yeah. money somehow Because yeah It was funny Arsenal. When we were at the merch stand I think it's not the previous show the, Before you left Yep And I just seen some random kid Put his hand in the In the figurine bucket And just ran off And yeah. I looked at you And you no. went uh, it's only a dollar, don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, some of them are two bucks each, and you know, like, what are you going to do? Are you going to yell at the kid? Or, what, yeah, what oh, yeah, no, go grab him. Yeah. We know you would, Tony, because you don't like paying for things. But, uh, but yeah, that's, you just got to do it. Like, the thing is, like, you got to do whatever you can to make money, you know, because, like I said, I'm not making thousands of dollars, and so I'm, yeah, struggling. You got to make it work. Yeah. How, yeah. Does, how does the uh, the stick go oh, at it's a, a bit, uh, getting a bit talkative, Lyle. Oh, sorry about that. I'm taking over now. It's one on one. Interview. Um, how's the J stick go at a death metal show? With um, uh, you got the devil horns up the uh, yeah, the other week. No, nah, it's funny because um, carrot and this is again this this show was booked, right? And I seen it. And I messed you film like who is running this show? That well, I wasn't considered once. Right? I said, look, hey, dude, he's doing a heavy metal show. Let me, the guy that comes out with glow sticks to fucking electric house music sandstorm, come out and be the antagonist. Like that is perfect. It's so simple. I'm like it writes itself. And he's like, yeah, but we can only pay this much and we know what you charge. I'm like, that's fine. I'll take that done. And he was like, what, really? I was like, yes, I want to be on this show. I'd rather wrestle than get the few extra bucks. And like I said, we had a chance to do something cool and something special. I'm still posting photos and videos from that show. It was awesome. I couldn't, I couldn't make that show. And it was your tweets and messages leading in yeah. that most gave me FOMO about missing the show. That's the fact awesome that you were here, posting right? about Nickelback... I knew how that was going to be reacted yeah. to, um, yeah. and I, I just I had these guys at the show messaging me just how good that acts and you doing something awesome. so creative was. No thanks, but that was the thing. I seen something. I was like, we can do something again. The money didn't matter. We, we can do something special here. Let's do something that fans will remember. Let's do something that's going to make people want to come to more of these mm. shows, so we can do more of them. You know, I don't care about the money so much. I just want to do cool stuff like that. And when the guy, they was like, yeah, well, this is all we... Again, he negotiated. I had to be like, hey, like, I had to pitch the whole idea, but we need to do this. And he was like, well, we can only offer you this. And they thought I'd shoot it down. I was like, no, let's do it. Yes. Because the idea was good. The, your creativity, yeah. your cre- um, creative, you knew that you had a vision that would yeah, work. Yeah, I knew it was something that was going to be worth doing, you know. And it's but, something that you can actually run with when they keep doing shows. Yeah, and it wasn't... And But still, to a promoter say, well, this is all we can afford to offer you, then no problem. Like... We work it out. If it's, you know, oh, we can't only can't pay you at all, well, then, well, fuck, how am I going to get there? Because you know, I'm <laughs> using a credit card as it is. But, yeah, it's just, it was one of those things that was like, they didn't need, yeah, I was like, we could do something special, so we did. But, yeah. 
when you were over there last year, you were the new boy in the block, so hard to write storylines around stuff. You just go in, you do your match, and you come out. The fact now that you've got some consecutive nights at places and the like, are you going to be incorporated into storylines? Is there right, talk so about that? It's funny you say that. Over here, we have storylines, right? So you watch, you go to the show, and then the storylines flow from show to show. That barely happens over there. And this is, again, another difference, right? So it's so just match, spot show, on the next match. Yeah, they're okay. essentially all spot shows. So yes, like with WrestlePro, the guys at the top, like the main championship, there's people chasing it and stuff. And But as a as a overhaul, no one, they know that, like, and Kane will say this, he's like, they're not going to buy into the heavy storylines. Yes, there'll be a couple main storylines. And is that because they're moving around a lot? Well, you got to understand, there's that many shows. So if you live in New York, New Jersey, which is a hotbed, one, you follow all these wrestlers on social media. Mm. So although, you know, JXT hates Lyle, on the next show tomorrow night in the next state, they might be tagging together. And they see that. So the fans are onto that stuff. So why bother? Just be like, here's two wrestlers. And once what you do is you get over as a wrestler. So when they're like, when's, once people, the more people that start to get to know me, like you look at Shaz, for instance. Shaz is someone who started working on bigger shows and getting her name out there more. And now she has a following online and, you know, fans start to know who she is. Chris Dickinson is also a wrestler who's been doing great on the independence for years, has great matches, has a character that's over and people know who he is. They don't have a running storyline, but once they announce that they're having a death match together, people go, holy shit, they know both these characters. The characters have their own storylines of who the character is that's established. Then you put them together and people go to pay for to see that. They're not going to see the ongoing monthly storyline what's going to happen this month what's going to happen this month it's just but then those two will do the work on Twitter in the lead up as well yes and then on the flip side you look at GCW they've got Ricky Shane Page and Nick Gage Ricky Shane Page took his belt and he defaced his belt and he's been running from him and now the next show is called Run Ricky Run and then they have the rematch <laughs> but that's all been happening from online because Ricky Shane Page has been at other promotions with this belt Nick Gage has been at GCW saying well, I want Ricky you know what I mean yeah. it's not so much of a so when I get booked over there now it's more JXT. Oh, we know who he, is, who he is. Oh, we know he's good. We will pay to see him wrestle this other good wrestler or just wrestle in general as opposed to oh, storyline-wise because one, even in three months, there's only so many shows per that company you can do. For WrestlePro, for instance, it'll be more be establish who I am as a wrestler so that my matches become important and must see as opposed to have some have a tag team with someone and have him betray me the next show and then have us have blow off. So I'm, I'm really glad it went that discussion just went that way because now I can ask you the question as a performer, mm-hmm. is that easier or harder? The fact that you are the only person then in control of your persona and you don't have to rely on other people to sort of push you yeah. or, or bring you back. Personally, as someone who's hates sitting still is like you're saying about like being before about like being sensitive and stuff because putting so much into it, I much prefer it. I wouldn't say if it's easier or harder. I'd say sometimes it's easier because you're in control. Hmm. I control JXT and what JXT posts. And essentially, you just get booked in a match. And, and you you're get, not you, relying on a promo from someone else to get no. you over or anything. It's all up to you. Yep. You get given your guidelines and cool. And you you run with it. And it's almost similar to what AEW is doing now with their guys. Sure, they're booking them, like you said. But you're getting given, here's your guidelines, go. Um, I find it not... I still think they could do with a writer. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> but... um. I, yeah, I find it much better because, all right, you just booked in your match. Whereas here, it's like, oh, sometimes you, like you will get promoters or bookers essentially that don't understand your character, and they book you in these convoluted storylines, 
and it's like this my character wouldn't do this and that storyline makes no sense and then you have a falling out with that booker and then it's like oh, i'm not wrestling there anymore whereas over there it's like hey jxc we want to book you against chris statlander next show and sometimes you cool. don't know who you're wrestling when you get to the show yeah or sometimes it changes you know um it, yeah it'd be like oh you know we had jxc on it's like oh we put you with solo darling cool then we got to choose what the story of the match was itself. We got to choose who wanted to be heel or face or who wanted to not, what story we told, which got told, you're wrestling each other this, how long you got? We made a story. It's got 950,000 views on YouTube now. Yeah, it's fantastic. We, we, came, I, we came up with that ourselves, you know? like So it's better for me because I can establish my character mm. and then the fans that see that get to know who JXT is. So when they see me, they know what they get. And like I said, it's similar to, like I said, the Chris Dickinson Chaz thing. It's like, oh, he's known as this guy who's brutal in the ring. And his Miss Hardcore, it's like, oh, she's... She's the opposite. Yeah. You know, so it creates a storyline itself. So, yeah, I much prefer it like that because then... Because sometimes you go to a show here and there's two focused on what the storylines are as opposed to booking quality wrestlers. They want wrestlers that will fit their storylines as opposed to wrestlers that are going to, one, put on amazing matches and put in the work themselves. And, you know, that's the thing... When was getting booked, I want to do what's going to work and be great. I'm sure if you put me on any show, it's going to help. I don't think it'd be a detriment. And there'd be nothing worse than a booker saying to you, "Sorry, we've got no storyline for you, so we can't actually book you for this show." The, yeah, the hell? Just, often they'll, they'll come up with entire characters, and you know they'll come up. Well, I need someone to play this character, and it's like, so fuck what I've been doing for the last ten years. Just forget about yeah, it. Yeah, you know, it's okay but, if it's a tweak on what you do, but if it's a completely yeah. different guy, like you need yeah. to be bald. <laughs> yeah you know or even still like yeah but it, it just doesn't happen in the states like that they just don't think like that like you're an independent and they know that so like if KM for WrestlePro is going to book JXT what do you do alright I need you as a heel cool I can do that he's not going to say I need you as someone who's in love with this girl who's cheating on him he can say I'm going to do this with you or I'm going to do that with you you know but it's less yeah you're le- it's almost like you're less you know can structured into you have to do this for us whereas you're given this opportunity it's up to you and you make of it which i much prefer yeah i guess i guess part of it is also just the the less shows here so you know we need to be telling stories because people are need more of a a lot of people who are only going to mcw shows or they're only going to um showdown shows and the shows don't not have storylines yeah like they do like the main the, the main the main draw and there'll be two others but like there'll often be one that just happens through the night as well that'll that be set too, up yeah. like a story that'll just go from the but then match. a lot of the time and this is like me and Phil will pick Kane's brain right? he goes I like to have nine matches and we're like nine that's heaps he goes no he goes because you might not like high flying you might love technical wrestling or you might love this so I need to try and have a bit of everything and two I, instead of I, he goes I hate and it's like oh let's have a couple five minute matches it's like what's the fucking point of having that match I'd rather just have a proper 12 minute match where the guys can tell a good story you know so little things like that I was like, wow, I was like, what? we don't think like that. We'd rather do a squash match to build this character for next time. I was like, why do you need to bother? Just put that character in a good match and he'll get over. Mm. You mentioned Shaz, yeah. um, your old tag team partner. Shaz XT, brother. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a good ally, I imagine, when you're overseas. Well, when you speak to a lot of other... Ind- and we're in the same sort of scene too. But, yeah, Yo, you're an Aussie. Oh, I know Shazza. I know Shazza. You know, yeah, like, oh, Sharon, Joey, Joey, uh, Janela, he goes to Shazzy. Why does Josh call you Sharon? And she's like, ah, oh. my, because that's what your name stands for. But um, that's <laughs> that's it. Like that's it's just one of those things. Like, oh, you're Australian. This is the only other Australian I know. 
oh yeah, I know her. We actually like, and then you're like, oh, you can put us as a tag or whatever. But yeah, it, it all helps because yeah, it's like you said, wrestlers in Australia, they're like, like we're watching WrestleMania and Cam's like, do you know the Iconics? I'm like, yeah, Peyton Royce trained me for two years, dude. <laughs> he's like, what? I'm like, yeah. He's like, oh, but that's it. They don't know. So you're having her, just having someone else who's sort of, we talk a lot too because someone else is sort of trying to do the same thing as me. It's like, hey, and then like I said, in the same sort of scene, knowing the same sort of people, it's like, hey, have you found it's been like this or it's like this or it's different to Australia or, you know, even just little things, yeah. But even cool. if you have a crap day over there, you've got a sounding board who you can talk to, which I imagine is really it's important. It's in the same, even though it's, we have crapper days over here. Probably. Because you're sitting here thinking, shit, I'm at work at my mark job sitting here watching everyone else on Twitter's at a show kicking ass getting noticed you know making money and I'm sitting here at a fucking desk you know so what ways can we still be stay relevant without being there you know which is why we post online so much why what you know what can we do when we're there to maximise our time you know it's like because you do I'll be like fuck how shit is this I'm so like I just want to be there and she'll be like yeah I'm the same I'm doing this I'll be and that yeah it's awesome to have someone trying to do the same thing and to bounce off for sure now we've got to talk about the elephant in the in the room. Tony. Don't no. you dare call me an elephant. I was I not. What are you going on about, There's been mate? something looking at me all night. It's, oh, yeah. it's on your forehead. Oh, the uh, lump? Yeah. It's, still it, it's gone down a little bit a little, compared yeah. to uh, some God. of the videos you were sharing. I was going to do a timeline. Timeline yeah. of the staple incident. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what happened, mate? So, you um, can't take the stapler out properly? Apparently so. No, staple removers. Staple staple gun can be a pretty standard thing in wrestling. That's what people I tell you. It's pretty run of the mill. Like heaps of wrestlers have taken staples, especially the head. How many people have cracker jack staple? Oh, yeah, jeez, easy. like you know, it'd be easy to list who he hasn't. Yeah, yeah right. So I'm like, <laughs> yeah, sta- staple from crackerjack. No worries, sweet. So here we get on the show. He gets a drawing of a dick. Staples it to my forehead. Goes over great. It's a fun spot. You pull it. You know, here's no, the can guy. Can we just go back 15 seconds? What was that? You got joined at the dick. No, oh, he drew. got a drawing of a dick. Oh, God. so he's a dickhead, Tony. To so the dickhead, to his right? Head. Oh, okay. Because I'm the bad guy going out there bagging out heavy metal. So he's, he's okay. like, "You're cool. a little dickhead," and he puts the picture of the dick, staples it to my head. Yeah, okay. Was the was there a good pop at least? Awesome pop. <laughs> yeah, Crad loved it. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah, and then I, yeah, we get backstage because he pulled the drawing off like the piece of paper, but the staples were still there. I'm like, sweet. And I was filming for the vlog, JXTV, and the scene from The Wrestler where Mickey Rock's like, what are the staples like? And Necro Butcher's like, oh, they don't hurt so much going in, but they suck coming out. So I'm like, sweet, I can film all this and do the scene. So I pull the first one out, and it sort of won't come out, and it comes out. I go pull the second one out, and it really won't come out. If you watch on YouTube right now on my JXTV channel, as I pull out the staple, it won't come out, and it's stuck. It's stuck in deep. I'm like, what the fuck? It won't come out. And then I had to pass, hold the phone, and Phil had to get it, and we got it out. <laughs> but when we pulled it out, it um it was all like crinkled, so it had either gone in too deep and or got stuck somewhere. And then it was fine. Like the next two days, I went out the next day. I had a, we had a big Australia Day party. It was fine. Then Tuesday, I'm sitting at work, and there was four holes from the two staples. Three of them had almost healed, and one had sort of become like a pimple. And I'd pop it, and a little bit of pus had come out. And I'm like, oh, it'll go down. And then at work, I could feel my head getting tight when I would smile. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? And I look in the mirror and my head's just swollen. <laughs> oh, and everyone at work's like, dude, you should get that checked. And I'm like, fuck, staples are pretty normal, you know? And everyone at work knew about the staples because they seen it. And then at work, it's getting worse and it's getting worse. And then I call the doctors, can't get into the next day. And I'm like, fuck, this is getting bad. And then I start stressing. And then everyone at work, and we're poking it and stuff. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no, that's why I did those videos. It was like a stress ball. Yeah, literally, like my forehead filled up with just fluid. 
and um, I could just poke it and it would, the fluid would move. And if move you'd around. kept the fluid there, you could have implemented the diving headbutt as your new finisher. That wouldn't have hurt. I wouldn't yeah. have felt it. <laughs> what would you imagine would happen after a staple had touched the dick and then gone into your head? Well, I think we thought that the funny <laughs> thing is... Of course you're going to get well, an infection. It's funny you say that, Tony, because... It depends I, on whose dick, really. <laughs> Cracker Jacks! The next day, there was a little piece of, like, there was a little black, it looked like a thick hair sticking out of one of the holes, <laughs> and I had to pop it, and the, the paper from where he drew the dick, when he pushed the staple in, the paper was still in my oh, head, <laughs> and I had to God. pop the paper out of my head. <laughs> But that wasn't the hole that got infected. It was the hole above that. So it kept swelling. I called doctors. Can't get into the next day. So then I went that night. I went to the emergency. I'm like, no, this is too much. Like my head's swollen huge. Get some so I was like, I was like, capitalize it. on this. Look at my head. One, I look like a like a freak show. And two, like look at what I can do to my head. And it got mad response. Like everyone's like, what the hell is wrong with your head? I'm like, so if you're so gonna do it, make it worth it. You know. What was the conversation with the doctor when they said what so happened? I go in, I sit down, and they're like, he oh. just said cracker jack, and they're like, oh, <laughs> again, oh I again. wish. <laughs> duck down. I go. Let me get the kid. I got stapled in the head, and this is on Tuesday. I got stapled in the head on Saturday, and um, I think it's infected. And he's like, you got stapled in the head. I'm like, yeah, staple gun was held to my head and stapled. He's like, was it sterile? I'm like, fuck, yeah. He's Cracker Jack was like, yeah, I'll get the sterilized out for you, brother, in the ring just so everyone knows it's safe. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, you just put a staple to my head, and then I explain to my wrestler, this is what happened. It was part of the show. We normally do it all the time, but for some reason, this one got stuck, and it's now look at my head. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I think it's infected. Have you had a tetanus shot? And I'm like, oh, nah, not since like high school, you know? <laughs> oh, God. So then day. they said, he gives me, he's like, give me antibiotics. It's probably infected. I go to the nurse. She's like, yeah, it's definitely infected. She goes, staple to the head. And she's like, oh, by accident, of course. I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, it was intentional. This is normal. And then she like... freaked out. She's like, what do you mean it was intentional? I was like, oh, and I explained it. But then the antibiotics ran out. I used them and it went down. The swelling went down after a couple of days. And it was weird because at first my whole head forehead swelled up and then it sort of drooped down the swelling oh, and went into like in between my nose. <laughs> so well, it started up in the forehead and it drooped down to like in between my eyes and on my nose. So it was like, and then I was getting worried that the fluid was just going to go through my whole face. Oh. But it didn't. And then, yeah, the antibiotics ran out over a week and the swelling and the lump went down a little bit, but it's still, you can see it, it's still there. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's scar tissue. I think it's permanent. So I was gonna, uh, I was going to need the Botox anyway. Chicks love it. It'll go eventually. <laughs> chicks love it. That's a talking point at least. But, um, <laughs> I'll just get the the Simon Cowell. I keep telling Chaz, and when he get this Simon Cowell full face done, and just look like a like a can't expressionless. But I can just hear the girls in America. Oh, that accent! It does it for me. And that bump on your head. Yeah, what is that lump on your head? You can read Braille. Um, yeah, pretty much. Could. Uh, so you're a two hundred pounder now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so one of the things I notice, like especially over here. I was going through times like you're feuding with like you're you're on shows like I was feuding with Sexton. You're wrestling uh, Jono, what's his uh, Jonathan Preston, who's six foot four, and you know you got guys like Jonah Rock and Gino on the show. So I was always often the smaller smaller dude. Yeah, you need to be lean. So and WWE is always like we want lean guys. So when I went last time, I had that WWE try and I got super lean. I was down like eighty three kilos, which is like one eighty pounds. So I had like full abs, you know, scrawny arms, but I'm ripped. So like I'm super lean. And then when I'm over there, I'm noticing in the locker rooms, I'm like one of the taller guys. Like, although like KM, who I live with, he's like six foot four, six foot five. Legit. Most, most wrestlers are like but five foot six in the lo- these days. Well, what I was finding was I was the tallest guy on almost every show. And unless there was a giant, I was like, holy fuck, I'm the tall. Like I was, because over here, I've almost got like two movesets. It's either I'm wrestling as the bigger dude or I'm wrestling mm. as the smaller dude. But over there, I was always the bigger dude. And I was so set on doing top rope runners and, you know, cross bodies and springboards and all this bullshit. And I was like, 
I'm a taller dude. And um, uh, the referee for SmackDown, Mike uh, Bennett. Yep. I was talking to him at a show, and he was really good because he's close with all those New Jersey WrestlePro guys. He came up with them in the business. And he's like, dude, he's like, why don't you try something different? You know, he's like, try. He goes, you just had the tryout. He goes, because he, sp- he came to speak to me. And I'm like, oh, I just had a try. He's like, oh, well, I can't help you then. He goes, I was going to try and help you, but you've, you're already beyond where I can help you. I'm like, cool. He goes, what? He goes, if they've already looked at you now, he goes, try something different. I'm like, oh, no, I'm trying to think. I don't know. He's like, change something about your gear. And I sort of have changed my gear a bit now and stuff. But Tommy's like, why don't you try trunks? I'm like, nah, man, you should see my legs. They're shit. He's like, why are they shit? But I'm like, oh, and it sort of gave me the idea of not so much work out harder, but change a bit more. And then as things went on, I was, and one year in America, so you put on weight naturally. Yeah. Because when I first got there, I was super lean. And I came back, I was like, oh, I'll lose this weight here. And it, I was like, fuck, but I've been away for three months. So I wanted to drink and have fun with my friends. I was going out for dinners and catching up with people and having drinks with people all the time. And the weight was not only not coming off, I was putting on more. But because I'd come back, I was more drilled on working out harder. So I was like, ah. And then I was like, no, you know what? I'm naturally big anyway. I've always been a big kid. And I was like, why am I trying to not... I can remember listening to like... You know the CM Punk documentary on WWE? Mm. And he was trying to be 210 pounder and Barnum was like, that's not your frame. You're a small dude. Like, what are you doing? And I was like, shit, over there... And even still, like, I watch AEW and I'm like, I'm taller than... I'd watch a, other than Luchasaurus, I'd watch the shows and I'm like, I'm the tallest guy. I'm taller than everyone in the ring. And then the next match, I'm taller than everyone in the ring. So if I was in that opportunity, I would be the taller dude. Yeah, so why, why am I trying to look leaner than them? Why don't I try and look bigger than them? But not fat, but trying no, to look bigger than But them. it's something I noticed Indy do the last, Indy Hartwell do the last yeah, for sure. eight months where she upped her calorie intake. And, and she's a tall girl. She has completely transformed from really lean to really muscular yep. in, in 12 months. Yeah. And that's one thing I was noticing. I was like, Natch, I find I really struggle to keep the weight off and it's a 24-7 thing. I can't enjoy myself as much. Why don't I want to enjoy my life a little bit more? But I was like, keep this. I went to Jake Navarro, my PT. And um, he is like God to me. 100 strong, hit him up. We, I said, look, I want to keep, I want to maintain the size I have and build the muscle. And he's like, sweet. So we put a whole different program in. And yeah, I've been just sort of monitoring it. And I don't look too fat, but I'm much bigger in size and muscle mass. And I was like, when I go back now and I'm wrestling, I will be the taller guy still, but I'll be the bigger dude. You can do more and, power moves. Yeah, and not just that, working towards that style more. But even sat down, I'm wrestling 13 on showdown, who's taller than me <laughs> and bigger than and weighs more than me. But I don't know, I think naturally maybe we're just taller here. I don't know. But yeah, I want to go there with that whole whole different mindset of why am I bothering trying to do all these top rope runners and crap when I am the bigger dude. Good stuff. Hey, mate, we thank you for stepping into our New Jersey studio and New uh, Jersey, joining us. In Altona, New Jersey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, thanks for having me. It's been great. Because, of course, you did leave in. last Monday. Yeah. Three days ago, so. so if you're listening to this, I should be on KM's couch with Dexter the Ferret. Beautiful. Yeah, there we go. Mate, we hope you have the best time. Thank you. And uh, we might even try and catch up with you while you're over there and see what's happening. Yeah, we can FaceTime when it's early in the morning for you. Later that'd be cool. Yeah, we've done that before. <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> are. Um, but we will be following. And uh, awesome. as the announcements come across, we will share them through our platform so that your fans here will know which shows are on Fight TV and Please, whatnot. Yeah, can catch it. Fight TV and Independent Wrestling TV. If you check them out now, I'm on there already. But there's much more to come. And all the Russell Pro shows go up on there. And a lot of the other promotions I work for you. So yeah, follow me at JXT underscore official and I'll post everything that's up there because yeah, I want to keep in touch with the scene here still because I've got to come back. And let's know, face it, um, if five or six people buy the show, that means the promoter's better off for having yeah. you on it. And don't worry, they notice when they, they're like, dude, the show in Alaska, we had like X amount of Australian buyers, like they tell me. 
Like, you know, who else do they know from Australia that's on their shows? You know, well, so. I expect our American listeners to go up for this uh, Yeah, for this there show, we go. Well, let me know if they do. We'll see. I will for we'll sure. see how over I am in the scene. <laughs> Thanks heaps, mate. Really do appreciate it. Have awesome. a fantastic time and we'll uh, talk to you, but we'll see you in a few months. That's it. See you then, guys. JXT joining us here on The Turnbuckle. I'm on my own against the wall. The pressure's building, but no, I will never fall. Instead of crying, they hear me roar. And now I see that I'm way better than before. I never needed you at all. Think I fall down? I'm gonna watch you fall down. I'm living large now. I never needed you at all. Think I fall down? Welcome back, part two of On the Turnbuckle for this week. A, uh, a very honest and forthright JXT. Yeah, I spoke to him Saturday night at Showdown. He said he really enjoyed it. Uh, a little bit therapeutic for him to get a few things off his chest and his side of the story, if you if you want to say that. Um, yeah, really candid. Um, hmm. Appreciate his honesty in yeah. some of the tough the tough times he's gone through since yep. coming back from America last year. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what he does over the next couple of months. The He's been announced that Alaska match since we did the interview has been announced as he'll be wrestling Joey Janela, yeah. oh, nice. which he did mention to us off air, but we weren't allowed to go to air with it. But now that's been announced. Um, and a few other big matches, I think, that he's got coming up as well. Yeah, so he's booked a lot more than he had the previous tour. And, you know, him and Joey Janela was always interesting on the Instagram story. So can't wait for them. Yeah, they'll be on the white claw. Yeah, definitely, definitely. The music of Bianca Belair brought us into segment two, gentlemen. Yes, it did, I hope. It did, it will. <laughs> we always have our fingers crossed. Superstar. Um, I think that she is uh, an absolute superstar. I think she's one of the best and has the highest ceiling of just about any women's wrestler in the United States. Yeah, and... You know, matching strength with strength with Rhea, which Rhea probably hasn't had that um, mm. too much. And Bianca, pound for pound, she could be the strongest in WWE. But it's not just strength because she's also, she's, an, she's a genuine elite athlete. Yep. And it's often WWE will recruit someone because they're an athlete and they won't get the other aspects of performance. Whereas Bianca's like... The complete package. She gets the entertainment. She she creates all of her own ring gear, which is always incredible. Yeah, uh, she's an attractive girl. She's physically strong, and she's a fantastic. I'd be putting her on Raw, and I'd be strapping the a rocket to her, and I'd be putting a belt on her. Yeah, personally. that that robe that robe that she made for the takeover special that was amazing. So yeah, well, yeah, sky's the limit. That's she's for sure. a good seamstress. Here you go, Tony. And an excellent yeah. professional wrestler. Mm. Definitely. That was an amazing show. Yes. Speaking of excellent professional wrestlers, Kellyanne is one of Australia's best. We sing her praises quite often. And fantastic to see another Aussie has put pen to paper for Ring of Honor. Yeah, they're stealing everybody yeah. at the moment. Um, <laughs> is I, it good or is it bad? Well, uh, look, honestly. It's it's good because I think Australia's have has a tr- track record of replacing the talent. I will admit to having messaged the promoter from MCW and asking if Ring of Honor happened to buy him a drink before they fucked him because they've taken <laughs> all of his top talent. But um, he assured me they did not buy him a drink, so they owe him one. Um, but, yeah, I feel like it's fantastic for Kellyanne and it's going to give some opportunities for some other girls. Yeah, she's 
being it, you know, 10 years wrestling. She started when she was 15 or 16, you know, wrestled, trained in Canada and she's toured America and Germany, WXW and stints in Mexico. So she's, yeah, well-traveled, well-trained, you know, at points she's held the women's division together, um, you know. I still Three, think four. she doesn't get her dues. No, definitely, too, definitely not. I, you know, people may see her as the previous generation to this younger crop coming through. But you know, she, yeah, yeah, she's like getting text messages. No, Tony no, again, all. classic. Just tell me that there's one hour to go to buy a Samsung on cheap. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you got an eBay auction going? Is it a, is it a Samsung that goes on silent during podcasts? Yeah, probably. <laughs> we hope so. Yeah. So yeah, well, well overdue, and you know. Well deserved. So. And look, if they're gonna if they're gonna do what they say they're gonna do with the women's division, it's gonna be amazing. She'll be in that tournament that they've announced. And if they don't do what they've said they're gonna do with the women's division, she's gonna get paid, and we're gonna still get to see her wrestle in Australia. So it's win win. Yeah, exactly. Will we get to see her fight for the belt? I believe we down I, here. I, in I don't know. I, I don't know when she leaves. I don't know. Yeah. Um, what dates? She's working, but I envisage that she'll fight for the belt at some stage. Yeah, that storyline just writes itself. Would you see the match that they've announced for her next month? The tag match? No. No? She's wrestling against you. Oh, yeah, sorry. Sorry. Not you. No, no, not me. But you You. from the formerly of Tokyo Joshi Pro. Yes. Who is amazing. Incredible. Seen her live while you were over there? I didn't didn't but Unfortunate um, I've you. seen her on tape yeah and her and Kellyanne know each other well yeah they were in travel Germany together um, so this should be an amazing match so hmm. looking forward to the next month um, exactly uh, NXT takeover boys blow away blow away show it was really well she I thought he was overselling it by saying it was one of the best uh, takeovers in the Previous I think one it, might, two years. it might actually be the best. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was actually nuts. From to start to finish, they added the extra women's match, so there were six matches for the first time ever in NXT. Can't fault the whole the whole show. So usually NXT is really, really, really good. Yeah. And um that there's usually one match that's probably a, a three star match <laughs> and the rest are your five star classics. This show didn't have that um slower match it had six amazing matches it's great to see dakota kai get an opportunity on a takeover and her and tegan knox did not disappoint that was violent and hate-filled that match and they told a really good story i thought um the story told in the main event of champa about to go back to where he was at before the surgery um, it's only to have a dashed by his frenemy at the end. Yeah. Um, was really good. And um, just look, every time I've seen Champa wrestle Johnny Gargano, the crowd's been chanting, fight forever, fight forever. That's fair. But then after they, it, it became apparent that they were going to go to Gargano versus Champa, people were upset about it. Like, what? Yeah. Wrestling fans are so. There is a story here. And of course. Johnny can be the best part is Johnny can be justified. Yeah. He, because, he owes him one. Because or two. Or three. <laughs> and Johnny as a heel being the hero of his own story is an effective um trope. Yeah. Uh, 
No, it was really good. Even, you know, the Keith Lee versus Donovan Dijak- Dominic Di- Dominic, Dijakovic. Sorry. Um, Donovan? Yeah. Jason Donovan? No, that was his, uh, you know, indie name. Uh, got it mixed up there. But even that, that was the the best of a WWE NXT and a PWG match for and big of, guys. And a bit of Hoss. Yeah, and... You know, you don't get a lot of that Hoss stuff in NXT or WWE. Anywhere these days. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Most there's 6'2 two guys. Yeah, there's not, many, there's not many big guys. Um, yeah, so so that was great. You know, obviously Finn and Gargano, you know, you know it's going to... Yeah, you know, it's it's going to be uh, and out the, of this world. The tag match was brilliant too. I feel like the chemistry between uh, the bros awaits. The funny man and the straight man. Yeah, it's... Just, um, Incredible, yeah. They, the and way I they feel work like they probably other. annoy each other in real life as well. <laughs> you can see Pete when he when he when um uh what's his name the bro the bro I'm losing Matt Riddle's name Matt Riddle. Have when you been, he have you when, been drinking? Uh, n- not yet. But maybe I need one to straighten up a bit. Um, when he's singing the song at the start, oh, you, it was so bad. <laughs> it was so bad. But you can see Pete like, why are we even doing this? He could. I can't believe he got Pete in that t-shirt. That was strange. I feel he shouldn't be in it, but we well, should have been covering it up with yeah, his hand. Yeah, like. so but eventually, Pete's going to sing a line or two, and of... eventually, yeah, this is eventually Pete's going to get the shits with this, and of it's going to be amazing. Of course. Uh, speaking of getting the shits, bit hard too with the new series on the WWE Network, Ruthless Aggression. Oh so, yes, not, I enjoying it. Well, I mean, it's fine. There's a bit of revisionist history going on. Oh, it's WWE documentary so storytelling. According to this documentary, WWE decided off their own bat to stop being WWF and become <laughs> WWE. Had nothing because they thought, thought it would be fair on the pandas. Had nothing yeah. to do with the pandas winning a court case <laughs> that everybody knows. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the other bit was when they had Austin refusing to drop, um, to lose to um, Brock. Yeah. Because it hadn't been built up. And um, Vince's reasoning of, ah, by the time we want to make money off it, no one will remember we did it. That's the problem with Vince's storytelling <laughs> in a nutshell. He thinks, that, he thinks that wrestling fans, the most obsessive compulsive fandom in the world, isn't going to remember. Yeah. it's um, We'll choose to forget and, you know, not we'll turn a blind eye to certain things, mm. but... Vince McMahon, you can't tell us when to do it. There's a, yeah, wrestling fans, yeah, they're not they're not going to be uh, they're not going to be told what Where to like. Not going to be. Where? You're, you're too good to be a wrestling fan, no, now, are you? I'm a wrestling tragic. So no, you're just a tragic. Full mm-hmm. stop. Well, yeah, Tony, you're very quiet today. What's no, going no, on? No, I'm just sitting. You guys just playing with your computer. No, I'm not. I'm, well, the, because my yeah, the run sheet, on Tony. It. I'm with you, mate. I'm on my tablet. You know, it's technology. <sighs> if, Inefficient uh, over here. MCW already uh, dropping their date for Ballroom Brawl, which is probably the biggest show of the year. Yes, they have, and it's uh, June the thirteenth. Um, my favourite show of the year. Yeah, definitely my favourite show of the Eight year. Eight days before my birthday, so we'll have to sort of maybe declare that. Oh, I'll, I'll be in Japan at the time, Tony. Yeah. So what's on in Japan? Well, I won't be there. Oh, me, I'll be over there watching wrestling. Um, hopefully, so you're going twice this year. Yeah, that's the plan. That is the plan. Worst husband ever. You taking your wife? Uh, no, I'm going on my own. No. Y- yeah, it's a wrestling. When does your wife get to go overseas on her own? Anytime she likes. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. well, for her, she 
doesn't want to travel on her own. She, she'd rather travel with me and the kids. Well, so, that'll change quickly. Don't yeah. worry about that. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I could get to go to Japan. Well, Tony, we'll enjoy it. We will be there. Yeah, I'm just, no, I'm just saying just... You know, I've been hold off the birthday informed set. it's going to be the most stacked MCW card imaginable. Just have a look at my calendar, actually, just to make sure that... I'm well, okay. I'll be there. Hang on. June, He's legitimately going through his calendar yeah, no, all good. right now all to good. see if he's available. Yeah. Hawthorne Geelong at the MCG on Friday the 12th, but nothing on the 13th, so that's good. Oh, all good. I'll uh, have a drink for so you. With all the, even there. to the extent that I've got the whole day off, we could do a live podcast from Baldwin <laughs> Well, Mikey, if you're listening. We could do it across from across the road. Across the road? There's, there's nothing across the road. Yeah, there is. There's a brand new, and I only noticed this on Friday night, on Valentine's Day, there's a brand new shop across the road that sells ice cream and hot chips. What, That's the only two things they sell. Oh, no, okay. That sounds you can either buy not ice doing cream. a live podcast without beer. You can either do ice cream or you can buy hot chips. Yeah. That's it. Well, I don't want either okay. of those things. I want I want cold beer. We could do it from Welcome to Thornbury, from the truck place. People could come get a feed down there before they go to Ballroom. Can, can we stop That's trying too, to book a live podcast while I'm not even in the country? That's too far, but there's a couple of bars closer we could probably oh. look into. Or we can talk Joel Bateman so. would come in and replace... Well, I'm right here. Yeah, Miles, through... Miles is replaceable. I mean, no, I'm not denying we probably, that. We could probably use Re. Shh, you're not here. Or we could use. Yeah, no, Re would be good. We could use Jeff from WrestleBrainia. We've got yeah. plenty of options. Yeah, okay. They'll all be an improvement. We'll work on it. I'm not denying the improvement of the replacement. I'm just saying this I'm is a right meeting. Here. Why? Yeah, no, you don't need right, to mate. be involved. Oh, do we stop? You're not going to be here. All good. All good. Uh, where were we? We were talking about Ballroom uh, ball and ball, yeah. yeah. So 30th of June, stacked card, which is going to be fantastic. Yeah, so uh, keep that date free. Yes. Regardless keep of what the, gets announced anywhere else. Keep the afternoon free, keep everything free, because it could just be a very, very big day. Uh, PWA, Rick South for the boys, cage match was apparently amazing. Hasn't dropped yet, so haven't been... No, I mean, it was all live on OVO. It was, uh, they correct. were trending, I think, ahead of Queen. On, on Twitter mm. at one stage. Yeah, that's absolutely crazy. Um, seen little snippets of the cage match. Crowd's going nuts and, you know, all, all reviews of the cage match uh, really high at the minute. So looking forward to it as soon as it drops on probably, the replay. Probably Thursday or Friday. Yeah. It'll be up. I'll be watching it as soon as I Yeah, can. and I don't know if anyone's seen it on Twitter, the clip of Ricky South with the slap oh. on Matt. We thought we seen the... A couple of hard chops we did. when we're at the yeah. MCW show, yeah. Tony. This came out again. Yeah, this could be the loudest chops really? slash slap in the history of wrestling. Ricky South's a star, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a reason the show was named um, after him. Yeah, I, I want to see more of Ricky South. Yeah, and yeah, like we've already already said it. As soon as this drops, now what's this? What's this line here? Wrestling companies putting copyright claims on content creators. Please tell me. I've just seen a, like there was a um, there was a guy saying that his YouTube channel had been banned because AEW had mistakenly put a copyright claim on him, and it's going to take months to get it back. Um, and then there's the gift creators like Fight TV put a hundred and something copyright claims on a guy who makes gifts and basically was a driving force behind the explosion in British wrestling. Um, so his account got cancelled. Um, and at the same time, Fight TV were running an internet competition asking for people to send their best gifts. 
lord. Like, you've got to be better. Like, you've got to understand yeah. um, that a lot of the wrestlers that you're booking, if you're an indie, I mean, AEW don't need to worry about it so much. They don't need the gifts. But if you're an indie or your Fight TV, who are most of the shows you're showing are indie shows, a lot of your wrestlers are booked because of those gifts. And a lot of your um, viewers have seen a gif and that's drawn them to the show. Like, I know I've bought shows on the back of seeing mm. a couple of gifts from yeah, a match. Yeah, but even the even the bigger shows, like if you don't see an AEW show live or a SmackDown and someone gives something, it's like, oh, I'll go back and watch that on the replay. So I think every company, as long as you're not giving away the finishes yeah. of matches and, you know, the, the gift's not going, you know, you're not showing a minute and a half of the match or three minutes. Yeah, it wouldn't be a gift then, it'd be look, a movie. I yeah. understand the company's putting reports on people who are streaming their shows for free on YouTube and whatnot. Yes. That's illegal. But a GIF is... Free advertising. Free advertising, yeah, exactly. I, I um, so. It's what creates fandom. Um, Fight TV have withdrawn the copyright claims, <laughs> but the guy hasn't got his um, page back yet. So, yeah. Then, mm. yeah. Well, we'll uh, keep an eye on how that plays out over the next uh, couple oh, of months. I'll have forgotten about it by next week. Yeah, probably right. Because uh, we're wrestling fans. Uh, Vince wants us to... Uh, Walshy, what are you cancelling this week after cancelling me last week? I was going to cancel Lyle initially, but you kind of did at the start of the show for well, being a horrible husband. Yeah, shocking husband. I'm um, a great husband. No yeah. one's even asked my wife. Did anyone? I asked her the other week. Oh, okay, fair enough. And she said I yes. I my statement. Um, did anyone see people trying to ta- uh, cancel Tegan Knox this morning? Yeah. <laughs> Because of tweets uh, when she was 15 or 16 years old? Tweets when she was 15 or 16 that were just saying that um, Alicia Fox and I forget who the other one was weren't very good wrestlers. Rosa Mendez? Rosa Mendez weren't good wrestlers. They, they weren't good wrestlers. Cancellor. Yeah. 15 year old kid. For having an, an opinion, opinion about wrestling. Yeah, for being wrestling a wrestling fan. Yeah, uh, that's uh, hilarious. Oh, people are going to. Well, that's. that's it didn't what get it is. traction, but God, it's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, someone else who got cancelled, though. And rightly so, was Val Venus. Val Venus. He would have been one of your favourites in the attitude. In the old days, he was yep. one of them. Yeah, before he became transphobic and started yeah. tweeting. Um, what's with the Nyla Rose hate? I think it's just closed-mindedness. Oh, I don't. I don't know who who's teaching these people, and can't they just get re-educated? No, I and mean, they live in the. They, most of them probably live in that centre part of America. Oh, okay, yep, yep. The centre part. The, yeah, the, the middle. The, 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 yeah. the dirty, rotten middle of America. The where belt part? The, the Bible Not the belt deep south. Part. The Bible belt. Yeah, right, right on there. Yeah, the happy clappers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, so they. Uh, yeah, so the hate. Uh, where, where something amazing happened. Yeah. A mainstream wrestling company on a major TV station, put their title on a transgender woman. Yep. And and she's telling a good story. She's unique. I think she's fantastic at what she does. And it's the it was the right move. Yeah. made sense storyline-wise and everything. And because of their bigotry, they had to shout it out and call it down. Um, go fuck yourselves. Right? Yep. Wrestling doesn't need you. The, the planet probably doesn't need you. Um, and just if you don't like it, don't watch. But don't don't put hate on someone who's achieving their dreams. Yeah, trying to spin it in a negative way for such a positive, um, 
you know, a positive thing for transgender athletes everywhere. It's but the hate spreads. So yeah. it's not just what they've they've put on Nyla, but then there's extra hate put on other trans. I saw Candy Lee having to defend herself. Yeah, um, and it's all on the back of of this one. Yeah, um, like Candy Lee says, she's happy to call it out, but she shouldn't have to. No, nah, mm. shouldn't have to. That's very disappointing. If Lyle was from that part of America, his wife would have said, Oh, Lyle, why did you get me for Valentine's Day? And Lyle would have gone, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Maybe I'd have multiple... I think that's the Deep South, isn't it? It is too. I'd have multiple wives if I was that. No, that's Utah. Oh, sorry. And I don't think you could convince multiple wives. You've got two now, that's enough. And I've convinced other people's wives... Yeah, but they haven't realised how bad of a husband you Apparently are. Apparently the oral sex capital of the world is Utah. Are you trying to... I don't know. I think... Um, you trying to sell Utah? I think like Amsterdam would have something to say about that. Yeah. Don't go and Google it, Tony. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, imagine, Tony, imagine Tony at a trivia night. Yeah. Like, so far, they'd ask right. a question about something and his answers would be so far off topic. Yeah. Or if he did ran the trivia, and what would the I question be? Oh God! Well, I mean, imagine the question. No one will have any idea. Like, because are... he won't have the right answers for half of the question. <laughs> Jeffrey, let me do Russell Brady. It'd be like, um, who is the grandfather of Australian wrestling? And no one's going to get that. No, no one. It's easy. It's David Storm. <laughs> what do you mean? Come on. Uh, so interesting deathmatch talk online. Of course. Uh, yeah, I saw Shazza. I saw Shazza posting about um, intergender and deathmatch, and then got blowback as Shazza tends to get. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she was surprised that all the blowback was on the intergender, but not much on the on the deathmatch wrestling, um, because I guess there's not a lot of it in Australia traditionally. Yeah. But um, so, so I'm going to die. Is that what, is that what's going to happen? No, Tony. That's how I feel watching it, Tony. That's probably why I watch a lot of them through my hands. Um, but Australia's getting a nice little buzz and a, you know, the matches are a little bit more regular now. Well, um, there's a big one coming up in a few... On March, March 13th. March 13th. Um, which our friend Joel Bateman's running, which is uh, the No Ring Death Match. Yes. Um, with a few bands. That'll be... So, I mean, if you haven't seen one before... We w- would recommend, yeah, um, go on and have a look at that. Yeah, they're all. Uh, I didn't think interesting. I'd, yeah, you I said. didn't think I liked death matches until I was in the crowd for one. Yeah, and then I'm like, ah, oh, this is actually. There's just something within us, I think, that mm. makes us bloodthirsty, <laughs> voyeuristic. Yeah, the I'm, yeah, I'm a uh, nervous wreck watching it. I don't want to see anyone get injured in front of me. Um, so it has that. Uh, scary element to when I'm watching it's it. It's dangerous. But I do enjoy watching them. Um, so if Joel Bateman and more people in Australia put more on, I'll be quite happy. Well, we'll be speaking to Joel Bateman next week. Uh, we spoke to him a couple of weeks ago about the... Wrestling, wrestling for Relief. For relief yep. Yep. But uh, this is more so about Joel Bateman, the wrestler, and an amazing story that he has to tell. Uh, in regards to his career as a wrestler and the injuries that he's had and all that sort of stuff. So look forward to that next week. Yeah, it'll be good. And uh, it's a guy coming back from some serious injuries. Like So uh, go support him. Yeah, shoulder injuries. They're never fun. 
Now, the worst yeah. thing about having the rundown on my iPad is it keeps shutting down. Anyway, I've you got to change backup. that in settings, Tony. Uh, <laughs> who's doing the AEW prediction this week? Review. Oh, yes, yeah, sorry, review. That's well, right. I think you've changed up this week. You're, you watch watched both, both shows. I've watched both. I know oh. we, yeah, well, on the back of NXT TakeOver, I thought it would only fair watch their follow-up show. Well and, done. Uh, both main events. Because as you know, we do record this show before they go to air. Yes. So, uh, you know, but with the American and Australia's time difference, it syncs yeah. up nicely for us. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so what happened? Well, I actually had to get my... Uh, Abacus out because I did a bit of counting yeah. in the main event of NXT. Yeah, there was most no- of our listeners don't know what an abacus is. It's a counting uh, uh, apparatus. Yeah, invented in China. I, you were he's got all the trivia. Yeah, but it'll be it'll be there'll be some weird sex fact that goes with that. Okay, huh? we'll skip past that. <laughs> so in the NXT main event, it was nine hundred and sixty-seven. Uh, false finishes. Nine hundred and sixty-seven. Nine hundred and sixty-seven. Which wow. one was that? NXT. Yeah, NXT. Yeah. I don't want to give away the ending no, no, of the no. match because or who's in the match? Yeah, yeah. I don't was want the to end do of that. the match a false finish. It led into a yeah. Was yeah, okay. the false finish led into the end of the match? Yeah, of the false. Finish. So that's yeah. a rolling pin. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. nine hundred and sixty-seven. Yeah, and then AEW. I watched NXT first. Twenty-two. No, nine hundred and seventy-one. 971. False finishes. Like, wow. so they... I'm taking that as they won the night. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and um, I thought both matches were great. Who had the most Canadian destroyers? Well, AEW had... They won the night. They had eight more, you know. And Canadian I lost destroyers. count. I know that I know the, they, the difference. I don't know the to- total. It could have been over... It would be mm. double digits for both matches. Uh, AEW had eight more than NXT. Well, it's definitely double digits for AEW if they've had eight more. Than- yeah. Yeah. So they... Um, AEW oh. won the night for me. Yeah, just uh-huh. on the back of eight Canadian destroyers. So what should you suggest people watch? There's Definitely watch both. If not one, with an abacus, because that's not really yeah. that fun. If there's one thing wrestling doesn't have enough of, it's at the moment it's false finishes. Or Canadian destroyers. <laughs> exactly. It's sling blades. All right. Well done. You're sort of back nearly to your best, Lyle, so that's good. Yeah, Understalker was pretty good. Nearly back to your best. No, this is this is up there with Understalker. Okay. Mm. All right. Uh Let's have a look at what's coming up this weekend in the world of wrestling here down under. Can you... Uh, I don't know if I've written this right. No, you haven't. I can't see it. What? Well, I've <laughs> got a couple to do add. You, do you oh, want me okay. to... Okay. Oh. Go. No, you can go first. Go. What? Have you paused? No, no. I want for you to add what you want to add. <laughs> no, you just go through and I'll look up the oh, other Okay, I'll still do this one. Friday, February the 21st, PCW Slam in Ferntree Gully. Saturday, February the 22nd, PCW Ignition as they count down to Grand Slam 2. Now, I'm going to be at Adelaide Championship Wrestling on Saturday night. Rise there to, to glory. See, you're there to see I'm Dowie. I'm there to give Dowie James a bit of stick as he comes up against Matt Hater. Should be a great match, that one. So I'm over there for the uh, supercars. Yep. So we'll catch that on Saturday night. Venom Pro Wrestling in Queensland present Reload with Renegade versus Craven. And that's pretty much it. A, a quiet... No, there's we a couple more. Um, no, so, Newey Pro are on. Yeah. Uh, obviously, in Newcastle. You that, just didn't that'll wanna, be on over. You just didn't want to put that on uh, my rundown. That's good. They've got cool. Steph Delander versus Lena Cross. Fantastic. And Lux versus North Shore Wrestling, which will be interesting. That'll be fun. And Tasmania Championship Wrestling is also on this weekend. Very good. There's a little bit on, Tony. A little bit on. Yeah. 
Uh, if you're promoting a show, get in contact with us and we'll let people know exactly where to find you if you've got an idea for a podcast. Contact my podcast house or on the Turnbuckle through our Facebook pages and we'll help you get on air. As we said, tune in next week. We're joined by the smash hit, Joel Bateman. Boys, enjoy your week. Um, we're still looking for someone to teach Tony how to use social media as well. We'll put the call out last week. Yeah, I thought Ree would have jumped at that. Yeah, I no, think she hasn't she, yet. Yeah. She, she, said said she said he was Hull unteachable. It. Unteachable, okay, all right. I didn't, I wasn't a Ree, Wanting to help me, her boyfriend's tried to get me sacked from the show. <laughs> <laughs> By popular demand. That's so. the help that I'm getting from Ray. Yeah. 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 Well, we're thinking about it. But then we've got to replace Lyle already, so yeah. I can't do the show can't on my do, own. No, and Ree hates me, so. No, you, definitely, yeah, that would, you yeah. definitely couldn't do the show on your own. It'd be hard to. Th- you'd be throwing her under bus every week oh, in front of her. And the worst part was, like, I keep forgetting to record it. Yeah. <laughs> Catch you next week. Till then.